Well, good morning. How are we doing today? Great to see everyone here. Great to see a full house that you hear cookies and everyone's like, whoa, we're at church today. <laughs> Every week. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, today we are going to talk about joy. Who could use a bit more joy in their life this morning? I feel like you get to this time of December, and I don't know about you, but I typically drag a bit through the middle of December as you kind of work your way to Christmas, you inch your way to Christmas. So I feel a little low energy this morning. I feel like I could use a bit more joy. Maybe that happens to you as well. Uh, But that's okay because we are going to get a fresh infusion of life this morning. I think I already have it, just being here with you. Uh, and you know what? I, I told myself, I said, okay, everyone's going to see. Well, I had no idea. First off, the cookies would be right behind me. So if that isn't a temptation, I don't know what is. But I knew the cookies would be somewhere within our presence. And I said, well, I guess I should probably give a homily this morning instead of a full sermon. But I have said that to myself before. And then I looked down at my watch and I'm like, oh my goodness, 45 minutes. How is everyone still here? Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But you can't stop joy. You know what I'm talking about. Let's begin with the story of the shepherds. This is found in Luke chapter 2. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great what? All right, say it one more time. All right, we're getting it. For this great joy, will call, it'll cause great joy for who? All the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. I bring you news, good news, that will bring not just joy, but we're talking joy to the 10th. I mean, joy cranked up to 12, 13, Great joy for all the people. Now, this word joy that we find, it's the Greek word kara. And this word kara, it signifies a particular type of joy. Not just a joy that you receive when you purchase something fun and it finally arrives in the mail and you open it up and there's this sense of overwhelming joy like, oh my goodness, the thing that I have been waiting for, it's here. This joy that the angels are talking about, this is a different type of joy. This is a joy that is found from the awareness of God's grace. This is a joy birthed within you as you become aware of the favor of God that is upon your life. There are certain types of joy that are fleeting, They're on the surface, but then there's a deeper type of joy. There's a joy that it wells up within you, and it's a joy that you can carry with you no matter what you happen to be going through in life. This message, this news, is the second type of joy. It's a joy that can carry you through the dark moments in life. It's a joy that can carry you through when you feel so fatigued and tired and unsure whether you can keep going on and everything in front of you is not going the way in which you want it to go, the way in which you have been expecting for it to go. There's this deeper 
joy that carries you through. This is a joy, and I love that last phrase right there. This is grace recognized. The angels come to a field at night, and they pronounce a message over the shepherds. But this isn't a message simply for the shepherds. This is a message for all people. Every single human being who has ever lived, the angels come boldly proclaiming, the favor of God is upon your life. The grace of God is upon you. The angel comes with a message here and says, you are loved. And you carry worth. You carry great value. And what this message, this announcement is supposed to do, it is supposed to produce this joy, this deep sense of joy within you. There's that message. uh, Here's good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Now, two observations for us. First, uh, as we saw here in this message, this grace, this favor is for all people. This is not a grace that is for some people. This is not the favor of God that rests upon a certain select group of people, but then it doesn't rest on another group of people over here. Rather, this is an announcement made over every single human being. Everyone. And what this message is supposed to do, the intent of it, what the angels are saying is this is what you are going to find in Jesus. Hope peace, joy, salvation, goodness, wholeness, love. I don't know about you, but all these things up here, the idea of them produces joy within me. If I find myself going through a difficult time and all of a sudden I am now rescued from the difficulty, if I'm rescued from a situation, a dark situation that I find myself in, that's going to produce some joy within me. Whenever I experience a moment of love with someone that I care about or even a a stranger, just an interaction can produce a sense of joy and and love within you. Whenever, you, you ever noticed this before, there's an interaction of love and it creates this peace or this hope or this joy. You walk away like, oh, I am so thankful that I just had that experience. The angel is saying, hey, this message, what you will find in Jesus for all people, it's going to bring hope and peace and joy and salvation and goodness and wholeness. Now, this leads to a second observation that I have made about this announcement, and it's this. Well, the grace, the favor, it doesn't create joy for all people. Have you noticed this? Uh, And then here's a further observation from this one. Sometimes The favor of God, the love of God, never produces joy within someone. But then other times, it produces joy, but then it burns out. There's this moment where there's this awareness of the grace, the love, the favor, the acceptance of God that's upon your life. And for a week, for a month, for a year, you carry that with you and it produces joy, but then all of a sudden, it's gone for whatever reason it may be. Grace, God's love upon your life, it becomes stale. It becomes old news. And the longer you go to church, typically this can often, unfortunately, happen. 
the message of Jesus becomes commonplace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know about the story of Christmas. I know about Easter and the cross. I know that Bible story. And we have these stories, these messages that are supposed to continue producing joy within us, but it's like a soda bottle that's been opened and sitting in the fridge for over a year. There's no fizz left. And your experience, your relationship, your thinking about God, it becomes old and stale and it loses its freshness. Anyone find themselves here this morning? You're here at church, but that vibrancy that you once experienced with God, you no longer experience it. You, you no longer feel it within you, which then leads to a question for us this morning. How do we continuously receive kara? How do we continuously receive the joy from the grace and the favor that's upon our lives? How do we not allow the message of Jesus, how do we not allow the grace, the forgiveness, the acceptance that's upon our lives to go stale? Luke answers this question for us all throughout his gospel. And I want to show you a few places where he does this and how he answers this question for us. So let's return to the story of the shepherds. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. They were keeping watch over their flocks at night. Here's a story that many of us know. We might recite it to our children, our grandchildren. We might hear it. But the truth is, this kind of just goes in one ear, out the next. Oh, yeah, shepherds. Yeah, we, we, we know. Mm -hmm. Yep, great. Yeah, they were watching their flocks at night. You know what they were doing? They were just going about their normal lives. They were at work. They just happened to be pulling the night shift. So think about yourself tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., 10 o'clock a.m., wherever your place of work is, whatever you happen to be doing on a Monday morning, and now all of a sudden, the skies open up, there's a bright light, and an angel appears. That's basically what's happening here in the story. Normal life. And an angel appeared, the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Question, what had the shepherds done to qualify for the grace? What had they done to qualify for this grace, this, this announcement that's being proclaimed over them? What had they earned? Here's the answer. Absolutely nothing. We know nothing of their story. We know nothing of where they've been. They just enter right into the story, shepherds, as if we're supposed to know all about them. Luke just says, hey, there's a couple of shepherds, and all of a sudden an angel appeared to them. They were just going about their business, doing their thing, and they were told, hey, grace is upon your life. Favor, acceptance, the love of God is over your life. Yet they have done nothing at this point because the grace of God is a gift. The favor of God is a gift that has freely been given to you, that has freely been spoken over your life. And then after the shepherds hurry off, they go see Jesus, they return back to their flocks. 
And Luke gives us a little clue as to how they are going to keep the joy going. Notice this right here. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. What were the shepherds doing? They were thanking God. They were praising God. They were expressing their gratitude for what they had witnessed, for what they had seen. If you want to keep joy alive in your life, you continue to express gratitude for the gifts that you have received in life. The little things. I'll tell people all the time. People will come to me and they'll say, hey, I'm, I'm really having a difficult time right now. I can't tell you how many people I have said, okay, here's what to do. It's like I need a tape recorder and I can just, hold on one second, just scroll it up on my phone and just hit play. Keep a gratitude journal. Before you go to bed, every single night, five things that you're grateful for that day. And without fail, pretty much every single person who has ever done this, they will come back to me a couple of weeks later and be like, oh my goodness, the most simple task, yet it is life-changing. How will the shepherds continue to receive joy in their lives? They'll express their gratitude. They'll show thankfulness. They will praise God for that which they have witnessed, for the gift that they have found. I have a picture for you of our Christmas tree from this year. Does anyone notice anything about this Christmas tree? It's huge, yes. Number one, it is huge. We ha uh, forgot to bring the tape measure when we cut it down this year. And I was like carrying the thing through the door. I'm like, my goodness, this tree feels heavier than last year's tree. Then we put it up. We realized this tree is much bigger than last year's tree. Maybe I'm older, I guess. You hit 40 and then it's... <laughs> Next year, note to self, bring a tape measure. <laughs> Probably going to put it in the car now because I will forget. <laughs> Can never be too early with these things. This tree took us probably about three hours to get into the stand and to make sure that it stood up straight because for the, first off, the tree was really, really heavy and we just assumed, that we had a, I had a board meeting that night. I'm like, oh, let's just get the tree and it'll only take us like half an hour. Don't worry about it. Then we're scrambling, running around like, I can get to the board meeting. What are we going to do? This tree was so crooked where I, I had the tree in the base at the bottom here and I'm like Steph this thing is straight she's like Dave this tree does not look straight at all I'm like what are you talking about I'm starting to get frustrated I'm like no the 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 trunk of the tree is perfectly straight here in the stand she's like this thing is going to fall over and then we realized that because it was leaning so much it was actually lifting the stand up a little bit half inch or an inch from the ground we said we have got to get a stronger tree stand we need a tree stand that can hold a bigger tree because obviously this tree is bigger than last year's tree. So we had to scramble around. Luckily, our in-law, my in-laws had a heavier tree stand. So I rushed over there, found it. We put it in. Let me show you a picture of what the tree looks like at the trunk in the tree stand. Do you see how far over some of those claws had to stretch in order to keep that tree standing upright? Because this tree was so crooked. This is how the tree grew. Why is this? Why did the tree grow crooked? 
because it was looking for the sun. You will find that which you look for. Just like this tree was looking for the sun, if you look for reasons to be grateful, you will find them. If you look for reasons to be bitter and angry and upset, you can find those reasons. There are plenty of reasons to be upset. But if you look for reasons to be joyful, for reasons for your heart to be filled with thankfulness and praise, you will find those reasons. Whatever you look for in life, you will find. This tree, crazy crooked, because it grew towards the sun. The direction of your life is determined by what you look for in life. The shepherds, they found hope. They found peace. They found that which their hearts were longing for. And they returned home praising God for what they had found. You will find joy in your life as you praise God for the gifts that you have been given. The free gift of breath and all the other small graces that you will encounter throughout each day. So keep a gratitude journal. What are the three things, the four things, however many, even if it's one thing, great. Keep looking each day for hope and for joy, and you will find it. You look for the gifts. Now, here's another story that Luke gives us. I love this story. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and he said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And then he put his hands on her, and immediately, what did she do? She straightened up, and what? She gave thanks. She offered gratitude. What did the woman do to deserve healing? I don't have another blank screen for us, but. Here's a woman. We're told nothing about her life. Nothing about what she's done. We're not told if she's religious or not. Jesus sees her and freely offers her a gift. Place his hand on you. You're healed. You're healed. Her heart becomes filled with praise. But indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, but do not come and be healed on the Sabbath. And the Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted, filled with joy, thankful with all the wonderful things he was doing. 
whatever you look for, you will find. For some, the grace, the gift, the healing of God, it produced joy. But for others, it produced anger. It produced bitterness. The same grace, two opposite results. For some, joy. For others, anger, bitterness. They were upset. Joy is the praise, the thankfulness, the gratitude, but the anger, the bitterness, it came from entitlement. A sense of, well, I deserve this, and she deserves that. This is why some religious people, they can go to church every single Sunday morning. They can hear the good news of Jesus, but then they can withhold that good news from other people. Oftentimes, there's this us-them mentality that you'll find, and it seems pretty convenient that it's the people who are in, the people who are part of God's group, who are worthy of receiving God's love, but it's all those heathens, all the other people who aren't like me, who aren't worthy of, there's a sense of entitlement of who deserves and who doesn't deserve, and some people have placed it upon themselves to be a self-appointed gatekeeper of God's grace. Yet as we find here in the message to the shepherds, this grace is for who? If you live your life in a way where you feel as if the grace of God is not for other people, the only thing that will do is produce bitterness within your heart. But if you live with the awareness that the grace that has been offered to you is the same grace that is offered for everyone else, that will then produce joy within your heart. There is nothing that will steal your joy more than a sense of entitlement, more than a sense of, I deserve this. Then you look around at everyone else and decide what they do and don't deserve. The truth is this. You will never live up to your expectations of what God requires of you. So why even try? Whenever it's about your work, about what you can do to prove or to earn God's grace or about other people earning it, it becomes about merit. I tell this story in the book. I forget exactly what, what day the story is on. This, this sermon is kind of a mashup of a couple of days plus a little bit more sprinkled into it as well. Uh, over the summer, I got angry at, at, at Kit one morning because she was not listening, and I drove her to camp. And as we're driving to camp, we're listening to music, probably Taylor Swift because she loves listening to Taylor Swift. And now Reese, Welcome to New York is just on repeat in our co- car all the time. That's the only song that he wants to listen to. Don't ask me why. We, we drove into the city yesterday, and we, we put it on as we were driving into the city, and we're like, this song is very appropriate for going into the city. As we were in the car, we were driving there, she starts talking to me, and she says, hey, Daddy, do you still love me when I do bad things? And I say, well, of course, Kit. Of, of course. I love you. Your mother loves you. Of course we love you, even when you're not listening. Because it's never been about your behavior. It's never been about, well, if you do these things, then we'll love you. But if you don't do these things, well, I mean, that's a warped way of offering love. And I said, no, 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 we we love you regardless of what's happening. Our love for you, it's 
conditional. Oftentimes we get caught in this cycle of thinking that we have to earn our way to God's love. But just like our love for kid is unconditional, the love that God has for you, the favor of God that's upon your life, it's unmerited. It's there for you regardless of where you find yourself. So this woman, she's healed because, just because, God, that's what God wants to do. That's who God is. That's how Jesus lived his life, offering healing and love and grace for all people. And for some people, they were delighted at this because the grace was being expressed. But for other people, there was this, well, she didn't earn it. And this wasn't the day in which it, it was supposed to be offered and given well you're closing your heart off to love and to grace and joy when you operate in that way because again remember you will never live up to your expectations of what god requires of you and whenever you try you will find yourself devoid of joy one more story for us and then uh, how am i doing on that homily now on his way to jerusalem jesus traveled along the border between samaria and galilee as he was going into a village ten men who had leprosy met him they stood at a distance they called out in a loud voice jesus master have pity on us when jesus saw them he said go show yourselves to the priests and as they went they were cleansed what did these ten lepers do they didn't perform anything at all they were crying out we desire healing please jesus we know who you are we know what you're capable of we know that you can heal us they were desperate they were desperate for healing and they were healed story continues one of them when he saw that he was healed he came back praising god in a loud voice gratitude thankfulness he threw himself at jesus's feet and thanked him and I love here, and he was a Samaritan. In other words, he's one of the out group. <laughs> I love the disclaimer right here. Luke has to add this because he has to let us all know, well, maybe if the leper was part of the Jewish community, it would have made sense. But this was a Samaritan who's outside of the privileged people. And yet this Samaritan was the one who came back and offered his praise, his thankfulness to Jesus. And Jesus asked, were not all the ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? What is going on here? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. All ten received healing, but how many returned? This is a warning. Because unfortunately, this happens way too often. We're walking through life unaware of the grace that's upon us. We often walk through life unaware of all the little gifts that we've been given each day. And we're missing out on joy. We're, we're missing out on a greater sense of God's love and God's unmerited favor that's upon us. Because we're just quickly moving from what, oh, I was healed, great. Okay, now I can go do all the other things that have been piling up. Yet there's one that returned. I guarantee you, his life took a different path than all the other nine. Because he stopped. And he offered praise. He offered his thankfulness, his gratitude. This is a warning for us. If we are not intentional about offering gratitude 
about being thankful, we will miss the joy that's right there for the taking. We will miss living with a greater awareness of God's love and favor that is always upon us. So, the invitation for us this morning, because this series is called The Invitations of Christmas, so I have to offer an invitation for us to accept your mission this morning, if you choose to accept it, is to find joy by expressing gratitude for that which you have freely received. What are you grateful for right now in this moment? What are you grateful for at the end of today? All the things that you're grateful for. Find a way to capture them. Be intentional about capturing your gratitude and see, see if you find more joy rising up within you.